All right, let's uh, get into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we've been teaching on drawing line in the sand, and I, I, and I just want to preface to say, um, in, this, in this particular message, yes, it's, you know, for some people stretching because I didn't know that and I realized that. I didn't want to hear that right now because I feel uncomfortable. Because you know how, like, you don't really like messing up. You know, I had a conversation with somebody that's dear to my heart this week, uh, one of my... close people in my life, I'll just say that. And we were just talking about the perfectionism and sometimes you just don't want to, do, you, you don't want to mess up, but then sometimes you, uh, you don't want to even do anything where you could possibly mess up. You know, just like the other week, the, the Holy Spirit was flowing and you had people laying out, uh, you know, felt fall out, you know. Well, sometimes that's kind of, uh, for lack of better words, it shouldn't be, but but as you grow, it's kind of spooky because you don't, cont- when the spirit is flowing, you ain't in control. And we've worked so hard. You know, you remember when you was like the little goof, goofy, little, little goofball? Some of y'all going to say you never was goofball, like you came out the womb. Yo, what's up? What's up, cuz? Like, you came out like that, right? All right, so I'm trying to take you back to the goofy time. You know, when you, when you was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how you doing? You remember that person, right? And depending on your culture, you're like, what is wrong with this idiot? So I was a little, you know, came out. I was just smart kids. So I just came out goofy. But that don't play well in, a, in Newark, New Jersey. So I had to adapt. Um, so, so I said all that to say, like, as we talk about lying and saying, yes, it's stretching because we need to handle business and nobody wants to realize they're not handling business. But it's also a help. Because as you commit to God, it's tough. You know, like, like when you decide to walk down the aisle and say, I'm going to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, your whole family didn't come with you. All your partners, your friends, they didn't come with you. And so now you got, <laughs> look, you're all caught up in the spirit. You come to the altar, you accept, yeah, Jesus, and around all the people at church, Jesus, we're so glad you went. Then you get in the car and be like, oh, dog. Like, I got to go home. <laughs> Do I talk about Jesus at the house? You know? Then, you know, later that week, man, I got to go back to work. Man, we supposed to hang out tonight. You know, now, now it starts to really hit us, and hopefully we'll have some information to, you know, explain why we do what we do. Right? Is that cool? All right, so let's go to 2 Timothy 4. All right, we'll start in there. We've been talking about this drawing a line in the sand as we, which is really we were kind of, uh, I don't think we were all evil. Work? Is anybody here all evil when you was out there? I think we was all evil. 98%. But just not all evil. You know, we was, <laughs> you know, we was trying to do right, you know. Now I interviewed some people as I got started living right. And if you leave it up to them, I was... It's a cold dude. Like, they probably would say, yeah, you were evil. Um, but I, I would want to believe I had a heart in there somewhere. You just couldn't find it. Right? Um, and so, <laughs> so when we were out there, we wasn't really all in, but we were in enough where we wouldn't get any heat from anybody. Right? But then, you know, 
sometimes you would slip out or sometimes when you're by yourself, you're like, how how do I get away from these, these crazy people, right? And so now you start living for God. What you did was you drew a line in the sand. So now you, what you really said is, I'm not going to waffle no more. I'm not going to be lukewarm no more. You know, I'm not going to be in and out. I'm just going to be all in. So 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. All right, so a part of this is a part of what we do, right? Uh, well, I'm going to just read the Amplified for the sake of time. Classic Amplified. It says, Herald. You know, like when they had heralds, they, they were out, hey, you know. Um, so herald and preach the word, right? I mean, just share, share why you believe what you believe. Keep your sense of urgency, right? Stand by, be at hand and ready, whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable, right? So it's not always going to be you walk into the house for the cookout and everybody goes, I heard you accepted Jesus. How do I get Jesus too? It's not going to even roll like that. You're going to have a few, Jesus, man, please. <laughs> man, don't nobody do Jesus no more. As uh, one, of my, uh, uh, my, my, one of my nephews said, uh, I was talking to him last night. He was like, you know, our culture, you know, oh, that, that's the Bible. That's back in the day. Don't nobody do that no more. <laughs> You know, and so, so, <laughs> so you're, it's our job to let people know, no, 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 the Bible is ahead of us. We're catching up to the Bible. Bible is not behind. We're behind, right? All right, so then it goes on to say, it says, whether it is convenient or inconvenient, whether it is welcome or unwelcome, you as a preacher of the word, and it's not talking about me who's uh, ordained to the fivefold ministry. We're supposed to go you toward all of us, right? It says so, or, uh, I just, okay, you as a preacher of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. Uh-oh. So as is in our culture, that's going to mess you up, right? Because don't judge me. It didn't say you were passing sentence. It says show them where they're wrong. And we do it all the time. What was that last argument about? It wasn't that long ago. You don't remember? Well, obviously, your, your mate, your spouse, or somebody did something wrong, and it bothered you. But it's okay if it bothers you, we're going to tell people they did something wrong. But if it bothers Christ, we ain't saying nothing because we don't want to judge him. Right? How's that going to go over the conversation? Sweetheart, we're going to have a conversation later on. You're going to share something with me that uh, you want me to do different. You know what my response is going to be? Don't judge me. <laughs> How's that going to go over? <laughs> Am I preaching next week? <laughs> you know, pastor called in sick. I don't know what's going on. Like, what's going on? Like, I think I heard he said, don't judge me. I, that, that blew up everything, right? Don't go over too well, does it? Right? Okay. I, I'm just, I just want us to start thinking some things, too. That's all. That's all, right? It uh, shows them what they're wrong. It says, and convince them. Look, look. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This is for all the people that think Christianity is just kindness. It says, and convince them rebuking and correcting, warning and urging and, and encouraging. So encouragement is a part of that. But the rebuking and correcting, right? Didn't you see that? Warning and urging and encouraging them, being unflagging and inexhaustible in patience and teaching. 
So, so, so no one's wearing me out. No, 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 it's cool. We can just, we can just keep talking it through. I'm not mad because I'm not exhausted with trying to make sure you get the same truth I got. Right? I'm not mad. I'm not going to get... So what you trying to say? Well, why are we going here? I don't need to fight. I got the truth. Right? I don't need to get worked up. Oh, you're going to come at me? I don't have to go through all that. All right, you know, let's reason together. State your case. Isaiah 1 18, right? State your case. Okay. I see where you could see that. Now let me give you what God says. I'm not talking about my personal opinion. This is what God says. Now when you walk away, make your own decision. But at least you have all the information. Does that make sense? So we're in exhaustion. It says, for the time is coming when people will not tolerate or endure sound and wholesome instruction. Interesting. Seems like we're in that time now, right? It says, but having ears itching for something pleasing and gratifying. That seems like our culture, right? It says, they will gather to themselves one teacher after another to a considerable number choosing to satisfy their own liking and to foster the errors they hold and will turn aside from hearing the truth and wander off into myths and man-made fictions. As for you, be calm and cool and steady, accept and suffer unflinchingly every hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fully perform all duties of your ministry. So it's saying that this, look, look, now this, this, Timothy wasn't written last week. You know, the back in the day Bible, as, as my nephew, he didn't say, he said this is what the culture's saying. He said, I don't know what's wrong with them. But the back in the day Bible shared this. This was written thousands of years ago and is what we're dealing with now. Everything I just read is what we're dealing with now. But it says, what is that? Be calm, cool. Oh my God, what's going on out here? What's supposed to go on? An opportunity for us to love on people with the truth. That's all there is. Oh, there's another opportunity. There's another one over there. So, so we, we got plenty to do, right? Harvest is plenteous, but the labor is a few, right? All right. So, all right. We good there? Everybody still with me? All right. All right. So Jude, Jude, let's go to Jude. I was about to give a chapter. There is no, only one chapter, Jude. All right. Right before the last book of the Bible, right? All right, so I'm, I'm going to start at verse 5, right? I'm going to start at verse 5, right before Revelations. Look, a page before Revelations, <laughs> all right? All right, so I'm going to start at verse 5, but again, I'm going to read the Amplified, Classic Amplified, just, and I do that just because I like that it's detailed. You know, it doesn't, you know, sometimes King James is crystallizing a point, and if you're a, if you're a student, you're like, ah, I feel it because I love King James. Uh, but the Amplifier brings us all together. It says, now I want to remind you, though you were fully informed once and for all, right? You hear Raylan back there? He said, what he basically said was pay attention. He says, uh, he says, now I want to remind you, though you were fully informed once and for all, that though the Lord at one time delivered a people out of the land of Egypt, he subsequently destroyed those of them who did not believe who refused to adhere to, trust in, and rely on him. 
It says, and angels who did not keep, care for, guard, or hold on to their own first place of power, but abandoned their proper dwelling place. These he has reserved in custody in eternal chains and bonds under thick gloom of utter darkness until the judgment of doom of the great day. The wicked are sentenced to suffer just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the adjacent towns which likewise gave themselves over to impurity and indulged in unnatural vice and sensual perversity are laid out in plain sight as an exhibit of perpetual punishment to warn of everlasting fire, right? It's Genesis 19. It says, nevertheless, in like manner, these dreamers also corrupt the body, scorn and reject authority and government, and revile and libel and scoff at heavenly glories, the glorious ones. But when even the archangel Michael contended with the devil, uh, judiciously argued, disputed about the body of Moses, he dared not presume to bring an abusive condemnation against him, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. Now, now this, this, what this is saying is, hey, let me just remind you once and for all, just in case you have a, a as it was talking about, a myth of who God is. So there's certain things God doesn't tolerate because he doesn't have to. And when people deal with a the consequence, they go, what kind of God would do that? Okay, wait a minute. So if the light is red and you drive past the light and crash your car, you're going to curse the person out? Who drove past the light? But you know some people drive past the light, look up at the sky and go, God, why'd you let that happen? And you know what God's doing looking back down? Says, why'd, you, why'd you go past the light? So God says, I've established the boundaries. If you cross the boundaries, if you cross the line, why are you mad at me? I gave you advanced information to not cross the line. And so what this is saying is, okay, just in case we get it twisted, I not only gave you advanced information, I gave you examples. You saw the result of making some of these choices. Now, the children of Israel, which obviously I love so much, I I created 10 plagues. But in the wilderness, those that stopped believing me, because in my mind, how could you not believe me? Look at all I've done. Those that not believe me, I can't reset people in the promised land that don't believe me. So they, they died. Their carcasses are still in the wilderness somewhere, under sand. He says, now, if you, if you think it's favoritism, the angels that thought rebellion, oh, they, they bow right now, waiting for hell, waiting for the last days, hell. These were angels. They wasn't just sent. They were with me. But they, left, they followed that fool Satan, and all of them were reserved for fire. So if they're reserved for fire... If those in the, in the wilderness didn't go into the promised land, okay, the people that were delivered were, was God's children, right? Right? The people that were delivered from, from, from Egypt was God's children. These weren't sinners. Because they didn't believe, they were left in the wilderness. What it's saying is, so the standards already set. Now, you make the choice. I said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. Deuteronomy 30, 19. So he's saying, like, I'm, and, and, you know, I said before you, life and death blesses, 
blessings and curses. And then at the end, like, like a good father would, here, choose life. So not only, first I'm going to give you the choice, but then I'm going to like influence you. You know, pick, pick that one, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm going to stand behind, you know, pick that one. You know, almost like reading somebody's cards and they're playing spades. <laughs> you know, doing little signs, cheating, talking across the board. Which I heard somebody did recently to win a game. But anyway, First Peter, that's another conversation. First Peter 2, let's go there. I ain't saying no names, Trina. That was Gerard's excuse. Yeah, I was giving each other hints. How many books you got? <laughs> All right. So first, uh, Peter 2 uh, and... I'm in the wrong place, hold on a second. Oh, I'm in the right place. Uh, I'm going to read the Amplified again. It says, live as free people, yet without employing your freedom as a pretext for wickedness. But live at all times as servants of God. So it's saying I freed you up, but not, I didn't free you up to do their stuff. <laughs> I freed you up to, to, to enjoy life, but be, still be a servant of God. Right? Am I reading the wrong scripture? I didn't say the words. Well, since there's more y'all than me, I apologize. <laughs> First Peter 2.16. I'm sorry. Because I still was sitting there like, I read that verse. But since nobody said you read the verse, it was me. My fault. It's all my fault. All right. So what it's just saying is like uh, liberty or freedom is a responsibility. Let's look at another scripture that speaks the same point. And we learned this in Bible school, the context principle, like when you read something, you know, sometimes you read a scripture and you go, this is what the Bible says. Well, let's, 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 try, let's see how it connects with the rest of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? There should be some type of confirmation, you know, because you, you might be seeing that revelation wrong. But it's, walk through the Bible, something to confirm it. Let's look here at Galatians 5, um, 13. Galatians 5, verse 13, right? It says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but, but, love, but by love serve one another. So it's saying the same thing. You're free, but don't use your freedom to, for the flesh. It's like, you know, when you, when you grow to a certain point, you give your, your children responsibility. Because they're on the boundaries. You can't go here. You can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, you know, uh, come in when the street lights come on. This is back in the day thing. You know, or uh, stay out of the street. You know, you got all these little different things. All right, you can only go this proximity away from the house because you need to be striking distance where I can see you. All right? If I come out and I don't see you, or you're not in the earshot of my name, well, you know, pain's involved, Right? So, so, so what God is saying, so, so, and then if, if you, you're, you're let outside, because at first you couldn't even go outside. If you ain't going, nobody couldn't go outside. Now you're let outside. Now you're given freedom. But if you take that freedom, when you way down the street somewhere around the corner, well, 
now the restraints are tougher, right? So not only can you not go with earshot, stay in front of the house, right? So, so God's saying the same thing. Hey, I'm giving you freedom, but not for you to do fleshly things, right? Not for you to uh, take it for granted. Does that make sense? Right? So you saw the, the, the scripture that confirmed that, right? And so Hebrews 3. Look at Hebrews 3. You know, we're talking about drawing a line in the sand, and, and so, so as I'm drawing a line in the sand, to stay on that line, even when someone comes around me and does stuff that's not in line with what I do, that's, me, that's giving me an opportunity to give them truth too. I'm not going to let them stay in the quicksand. So remember I told you, I gave you the example of my friend. He was uh, 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 trying for the Olympic trials, and he was, in, he was stretching. You know, they were stretching, and the guy came in his lane and started stretching. Otherwise interpreted I'm punking you before the race starts. I'm, he got a lane, but he purposely got in his lane and started stretching. You know, he's, he's kicking out in his face. Right? Why? Because he's like, I'm punking you. I'm on your side of the line. I'm not asking you, and I'm not even acknowledging you. I dare you to say something. So people come in your house and do the same thing. I ain't asking you, I'm not acknowledging you. I dare you to say something. They come around you. I'm not acknowledging you. I'm not asking you. I dare you to say something. Do you? Have you drawn a line in the sand? Or do you go, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. It's okay, you can do that, it's fine. <laughs> I know you didn't mean it, I know you mean it, you ain't mean it. Yes, they did. They're testing that you really believe what you believe. Because flip it. Come on their side of the line with your Bible. Let's see what they say. All right, just something to think about, right? Just something to think about. You know, it's not that deep, right? All right, let's look here. Uh, well, I told you to go to Hebrews, right? It would have been probably good if I went to Hebrews too, so we could all be in Hebrews, right? All right, so Hebrews 3 and we'll start at verse 15. I'm going to read it, amplified again for the sake of time. It says, uh, then while it is still called today, right? While it's still called today. So that means that's a sense of urgency, like the other scripture says, right? If you will hear his voice, Right? If you would hear his voice, and when you hear it, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the desert when the people provoked the irritated and bitter God against them. It's talking about the same thing. This is confirming the scriptures. It says, so there's something you're being given. Don't harden your heart. Open, keep your heart open to receive it, even though it may be uncomfortable, even though you already came up with a philosophy to justify your compromise. It's saying just open up. Remember we said the, the purpose of the teaching is get all the information, now make a choice. Don't defend before you've gotten all the information. You ever have a conversation, you can't finish half of your sentence, the person already got a defense? You're like, I ain't, I ain't finished my thought yet. 
So basically what they're saying is, whatever your thought is going to be is something I need to change. So I'm going to hit you with a defense because it's just too much. I, I, I don't need to receive that. My heart can't take it. <laughs> right? So I'm going to blast you before you even get a chance. I might even overwhelm you. And if I'm smart, I probably create a diversion. You forget what you were trying to tell me in the first place. Right? Why does that happen? Because we, we just don't like making mistakes. That's all. We don't, like, we don't like messing up, especially if we pride ourselves in perfectionism. All right, the next part of this says, uh, for who were they who heard and yet were rebellious and provoked him? Was it not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he irritated and provoked and grieved for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose dismembered bodies were strewn and left in the desert? And to whom did he swear that they should not enter into his rest, but to those who disobeyed, who had not listened to his word, who refused to be compliant or persuaded. So it says two things. One, I'm not going to be compliant, but you can't even persuade me or give me an understanding why I need to be, right? Can't nobody tell me what to do, right? It says, so we see that they were not able to enter into his rest. Because their unwillingness to adhere to, trust in, rely on God. Unbelief had shut them off. See, trust to, adhere to, and rely on is belief. So, so it's not, you, we, why is God punishing me? You don't even believe him. Why would he endorse what you're doing? Right? You, you're, you, you've drawn your line in the sand. You just chose the other side. I don't, I don't believe I'm not doing it. Right? And, and, and so he's walking through, he's saying, like, these are, these are my children. They went through some stuff, and maybe they were allowed to go through certain things, so we would learn from it, not for us to do the same thing. Remember how they were going through the wilderness? God would bless them, and then they would get hard hearts again. They'd be like, I just blessed you. Like, like, like you, had, you had quail come out from nowhere. Water came out of a rock. I ain't even need to do that, all the miracles I did to get you out. So what does it take? We could have got through this desert in 11 days. But you done, you done expanded it to 40 years. You still think I'm talking about Moses enough? So, so, so this is the thing. We don't like being uncomfortable. Either in, in, in living our life or in trying to share what we realize in our life. Tom won't be uncomfortable. Hey, that's on them. You know, this, what's, 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 the, what's the line? Hey, you know, as long as they do it over there. But you care about that person. So you're not going to help them? You're not going to lay down your life for a friend? You're not going to lay down your life for a friend? John 15, 13. Because you don't want to be uncomfortable? I'm just non-confrontative. I just just don't like confrontation. I just don't like confrontation. Okay, all right, so you made the word into something bigger than it is. Just addressing the behavior. From this angle, maybe they don't know. Maybe they're not aware. Everybody, even though they're confident, they might just not be aware. Hey, okay, so so I noticed you're doing this. Are you aware of this impact? Or, 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 Or how about this one? You, you know, do you know the road you're on or where it leads? I mean, did you intensely get on this road? 
I mean, I'm just asking because, like, I've been down that road. I'm like, you sure you want to go down that road? Okay. Now, once, once you've offered the alternative road, it's on them at that point. But if you ain't even offer, that's going to be the person looking, you know, remember uh, 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 the guy was in uh, Abraham's bosom was looking over at Lazarus. Hey, hey, could you tell him dip his finger in some water? It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot in here, right? There's going to be somebody looking over. Hey, hey, why you ain't tell me? Really? Really? You over there chilling? You're so selfish and nasty. You didn't tell me nothing. Right? Is that going to be you? <laughs> you know, Hebrews 3.14 says we're partakers of Christ and what Christ paid for if we hold the beginning of our confidence to the end. You know, not if we give up on our confidence. You know, we talked about it last week. You know, I'm not going to get into all those scriptures, you know, because we were talking about the whole once saved, always saved. We read the scripture where people in the last days will be taken out of the kingdom that wasn't obedient and didn't do what God says. So that means they were in the kingdom and they were taken out. Right? Hebrews 12. Let's go there. Only a few chapters down the road. Hebrews 12. And listen, man, I, listen, I know all of the, the, uh, heard Pastor Mel and them, the songs, Greatest Coming, and, you know, I, I know all the, the, the encouraging blessing sermons. You know, you go to some church, that's all you're going to get. But now you're dealing with stuff, and you wonder why you're not getting the blessings, because won't nobody tell the truth. You know, as my nephew was saying that too, he says, man, okay, I'm trying to learn. And it was, it was good at first because everybody was nice. Right? He said, so then I start asking questions. He said, so he said, uh, okay, so he says, the one place I was learning stuff, but they weren't cool with fellowshipping. It was one of the disciples' cross, right? It was, it was one of the sides of the cross, right? So the bottom is what? Word. The top is prayer. That's your relationship with God. The left side is and the right side is, well, you could pick either one, with fellowship and witnessing. That's your relationship with man. So, so the word part, the anchor, they was giving them, right? But they wasn't giving them the fellowship. So then he goes to the, another place, and they was giving them the fellowship. But when it got to a point where, you know, after the, the honeymoon stage went off, and he started asking questions to learn, they were blowing them off. Right? It's kind of like, ah, you know, you know I, I, I'm just waiting on the Lord. The Lord's waiting on us. He told us to go. Right? And, and so he said, he says, man, I, like, I'm not really getting answers. You know, so we, we just started to walk through um, a lot of what the, the reality of the word is. Right? Because, but the thing is, it's not like he didn't want to know. It's just, after a while, you keep hearing all the fluff, you just believe that's what Christianity is about, a bunch of fluff. No, but it's about the truth. And so that's why we spend time walking through the truth, you know. Um, think about this. Uh, 
we wanted Christ, all right, so we wanted him to have faith in us and give his life for us, right? Because otherwise we're not going to eternity. Uh, but we don't want to do our part by having faith in him and giving our life. This is, you know, it just doesn't balance out. I thank Jesus. Oh, I surrender all. Like, we're doing all that stuff. But are we really surrendering all? But we took his all. What are we giving our all, right? Or something else came up. We got something else. We got other plans. So uh, we hide behind this thought. Move me. Right? To deflect our faith response. Our response Ability. See, the ability to respond properly. And we blow it off with, well, he ain't moved me. We were talking about this in Bible school yesterday because um, we, we did a little Q&A because the Holy Spirit was flowing in the house and different people are new to how the Holy Spirit flows. And, you know, even I had my granddaughter up here, I was showing her, um, you know, didn't have to show my son. He's jumping around all over the place. But but I was walking her through what was happening, why some people fell, why some people didn't, what happened. And so we talked about it yesterday. And just um, Joe was asking questions like, okay, so what are the scriptures? And my wife gave scriptures about how, you know, people got into the presence of God, they lost their strength. I just, I just, <laughs> I, just I couldn't take priests when they put the temple together, Solomon put the temple together, um, and they did it to specifications, Right? But they, they didn't even do no hammering. These people were so skilled, they built the, the stones to perfection so they could set them in place. Right? And, you know, they painted the walls in gold and all types of silver and stuff like that. When they finished, it was so excellent. The temple was so excellent. The temple was so excellent that the presence of God was attracted to the excellence saturated the atmosphere, the priest couldn't stand to minister. That means the priest came up to, to, to share, and they just kept falling out. I was in a, uh, I was in a ministry school, a uh, pastor from Zanesville, and he says, he goes to the service, and so the, the, the pastors and stuff are back here. It's about time to minister. But the atmosphere just started getting thick. It was a thick cloud of the presence of God. And he said he took a step. By the time he took a step, everybody felt was falling out all over the place. There was nobody to minister to. <laughs> everybody was laid out. No words and nothing was talk, talked about. Because when the presence of God shows up, something got to give. And normally it's the natural man. Right? So you ain't got to, you know, if, if, if the Lord pulls you up and says, hey, go pray for people, you ain't got to push nobody down. And then you don't got to come up and fall down. Let the presence knock you down. But sometimes people fall because it's like, well, I don't think the presence is going to knock me down. <laughs> they fall. Man, get up, man. <laughs> Ain't nothing happen, right? But so, so we were talking about how, you know, the different scriptures when people came before God, they fell on their face. They didn't go, man, I can't wait till I come before God. I'm going to fall on my face. They came before God. Whoa! And, and it was such an awesome presence. Their knees got weak, right? And so we were talking about that. You know, when you, when, you know, when you come into uh, the different things of God, the, these things happen. But, but you know what that is? That's a faith response to the atmosphere being there. And we said this. Um, 
so I gave the story. I'm not going to get the whole story again. But I was at a service, and the man of God was like, hey, when the presence of God is moving, and it was moving, but I was, I was logically thinking about, well, where I'm located and all the people around, probably doesn't make absolute sense, even though I felt something shivering in my body. And the guy said, hey, when the spirit is moving, it's like waves, a wave of water. He says, you, you don't get wet looking at it. You can't go make me wet. Right? You got to put, you got to get your foot in there or something. Right? Same thing when the spirit is moving. You got to, there's a faith response when God is moving. Right? It's a faith response. And so, so sometimes we're, we're, he just got to move me because if he don't move me, I ain't moving. Move me. Move. Just take a step and you'll find some things happen. So let's go to Hebrews 12. I'm sorry. I just, not sorry, but I think that's something we needed to hear. Let's see. Hebrews 12. All right. So I guess this is Amplified too. Amplify crazy. All right, so Hebrews 12, verse 25. I was getting to the verse. <laughs> I see you look up. Bro, you ain't say the verse. 25, all right? It says, see to it that you do not reject him or refuse to listen to or heed, uh, faith response, or and heed him who is speaking to you now. It says, for if they, the Israelites, did not escape when they did not escape when they refused to listen and heed him who warned and divinely instructed them here on earth, revealing with heavenly warnings his will, how much less shall we escape if we reject and turn our backs on him who who cautions and admonishes us from heaven? Then at Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he has given a promise. Yet once more I will shake and make tremble not only the earth, but also the starry heavens. Now, th- now this expression, yet once more, indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken. That is, of that which has been created in order that what cannot be shaken may, re- may remain and continue. Let us therefore receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken offer to God pleasing service, acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. For our God is indeed a consuming fire. So now think about this. So uh, what was the, uh, the message uh, a few years ago? Unshakable, right? So what he's saying is when, when they lost their minds, when God showed up, there was a shaking. The earth thundered, the ground shook. You know, like, you know, just like when it's lightning thunder now, some of y'all be running under the covers and stuff, right? You know, because you're hearing something that's not of natural sound, and there's a awe there, like, boom! <laughs> Sweetheart? Sweetheart, you in there? I just check and see if you're in there, <laughs> just in case I need to run, right? <laughs> Baby, 
Baby, did you hear that? <laughs> All right, so what he's saying is I, he gave a promise. Oh, no, no, there's going to be another shaking. But I set things in an order. We're talking about this in spiritual authority, right? I set things in an order. The, my kingdom, the way it's set, if you harmonize with my things in the kingdom and do things that are pleasing the way I told you, it could be the greatest shaking in the world. You're unmovable because you're anchored. See, what he's saying is, in the last days, you know, the scripture says in Mark, it says when the harvest has come, it says let the tares grow with the wheat. What it's saying is let the weeds, let the wicked grow with the good people. You're in the church, ah, they ain't acting right. They should kick them out. No, no, no. Let, let everybody grow together. When it's harvest time, when the sickle was put, the, the, the weeds get burnt up. And, and he was given a parallel of what happens in the last time. See when, that, see, see, when that shaking comes, everything that falls off gets burnt up. So are we rooted and grounded or are we in and out? As Pastor Mel was talking the other week, you know, you got a plug that's not fully plugged in. You ain't getting no power. It's in the socket though, right? It's in the area. It's almost plugged in. But you're trying, to, you're trying to draw on power when you need it, but you're not getting the power. So what do you do? You go and check and you go, hey, this thing ain't plugged in. So I got to plug it in and make sure it's secure, a secure fit. It can't be loose. Somebody can walk by, kick it out. The room can shake and it can fall out. No, I'm going to connect it. And then once I connect it, I can draw on that power. So we're trying to draw on power, but we're not fully plugged in. We're wondering why we're up and down. Are we rooted and grounded? Are we planted firmly? Can we be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine? So, 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 so if the shaking will happen tomorrow, would some of you fall into the fire? Or would you be like, you can shake as much as you want. I ain't going nowhere. I'm locked in. See, 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 the people that are locked in aren't worried about the last days. They ain't worried about the shit. When they read the scripture, man, it's going to be a shaking. Man, I got I to gotta talk to as many people as possible so they don't fall when the shaking comes. Not one time are they thinking, oh, my God, this is shaking. <laughs> Am I going to fall in? Nobody's thinking like that when they locked in, right? Something to think about. Uh, Psalm 50, 23, it says, Whosoever offereth praise glorifieth me, right? But then after the colon, it says, what's considered as a part of praise? It says, and to him ordereth his conversation or his manner of living is what that means in... Um, in, in, uh, if you break it down, who orders his conversation or his manner of living aright, will I show the salvation of God? It says to him that orders his conversation or his manner or the way he lives right, I'll show the salvation. That's also saying that him that does it is not doing right, won't see salvation. Salvation is not just lim limited to deliverance. That's wholeness. That's every aspect of your life, Right? Matthew 5, 
Let's go to Matthew 5, verse 18. I just, this is kind of like a, a for a reset. You know, I, when, I, when I first got out of college, well, I could have I hung out a little longer, um, but I uh, worked with my brother in upstate New York. Now, I'm, I'm fresh out of college. I'm playing college basketball, and, uh, and, and I had more eligibility, so I, I, I could have stayed. But I, I went to work for a summer with the, with the youth and got caught up with the youth and ended up making a career out of it. But the first six months in that position, I could have lost my job because I just came from college, freelance, making my own schedule, right? Do I need change? All right, sorry about that. Sorry. Let's see here. All right. Please, please adjust the sound for me. All right. So, so when I when I got up there, the first six months, you know, you uh, working with juveniles. You know, we're supervising them, watching movies and stuff like that. So, and we did our own timesheet. You know, y'all probably don't even know what timesheets are. Uh, <laughs> Will you write down an accountability of when you're working? Just in case, you know, I know this is different. Hey, could you turn me up and add some two-on-one, please? All right, so, so coming out of college, I'm not really like the super integrity person, not even living for God. So when we was watching movies late at night with the kids, I put on my timesheet I was working. Even though I was off, they supposed to be in bed, but I let them stay up, you know, to watch the movie. Right, so I just write in, you know, I work to two in the morning or I work to three in the morning. So I'm doing all types of stuff I'm not supposed to do. And so I, I mean, I end up in this argument. I'm wrong, but I end up in this argument with the supervisor. Uh, look at your time sheet, this and that. What you trying to say, man? Yo, man, I, I curse back then. I can't, I don't curse now, so I, I don't know the exact words, but they probably weren't nice. But, but, but we going at it, and I'm breaking him down. You know, you got Newark, upstate New York. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100 miles an hour. And I could see, like, him getting, like, really probably wanted to hit me. But either one, he ain't hit me because he was worried if I could do something or he's worried about my brother. One of the two, probably was my brother, right? So, so he's uh, breaking me down, breaking me down. What, what am I trying to say? Like, I... I'm in this situation where I have this opportunity, right? And I was clouded, but I wasn't following the rules. But I wanted the benefits as if I did. And when I was challenged or made aware, hey, you can benefit from what you're doing. You can advance, but you got to do this. I ain't even hear him. I'm defending, you told me I did something wrong. I'm not listening to what could give me an, a leg up. Right, so, so what am I trying to say? Sometimes we're not listening to what God is trying to tell us to get out of the mess. We're so busy fighting against protecting what we've always done. 
Um, the scripture says, your light afflictions, but for a moment in time, but working for a far more weight, exceeding weight of glory. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.17, right? And so, so but, it, but it says, it's for a moment in time. These things that's happening, this behavior is a moment in time. I was telling my nephew, he's 26. I was like, I said, oh, you, you about to get to that. It's time to reset my life age. He says, well, I feel, I feel it now, right? So, 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 so what I'm trying to tell you is like, some of the things we've done, not some of the things, all the things we've done, especially outside of God, they had a shelf life. We're living in it too long. Now, how do you stay in something too long? You get stuck, okay? And when you get stuck, you need help out, right? Well, the truth is what frees you. But you've already trained yourself to fight against the truth or to defend your position that you don't want to be in, right? So you fell for the illusion and got in. Now somebody's coming to give you truth to wake you up out of the illusion and you're defending it, which is delusion. You're defending the, you're fighting against the very truth that's supposed to free you. That's what it said about belief in hard hearts. Everything God was communicating them while they were in the wilderness, purging themselves of what they had, the bondage in Egypt, to get ready for the promised land, they tripping. They're, they're defending how they used to be. That's not how we did it back in Egypt. Exactly. So I'm trying to give you what you need if you want to go, if you want to not just visit the promised land, if you want to obtain, maintain, reproduce from there. But if you don't listen to me, if you even slip in, it's going to be temporary. You're going to blow it yourself. How many times you done blown a job, blown an opportunity, right? Because you brought the old you into this new environment. And so you got to draw a line in the sand. We can't be them anymore. We never could. You can't fly with somebody else's wings anyway. We never could. But we mastered how to hold on to their wings while they were flying. And then once they got tired, they dropped your behind off. I'll be there for you. Just get on my wing. You don't need to use your wings. They don't want you to use your wings because you're going to fly higher than them. You don't need to use your wings. Just get on mine. Come on. I got you. I got you. Yeah. You're kind of heavy. You know, when you cuddle, you're like, yeah, 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 let's cuddle. And you'd be like, <laughs> your arm falling asleep. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, I got I to gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> Otherwise, interpret, I, I get my arm back. <laughs> the movies be setting it up like, it's all good, right? You know, in the movies, you know, they'd be like, man. <laughs> you know, they cuddle, and they wake up, like, in perfect face. And nobody said, hold on a second, you know, could we... Visit the bathroom before you start breathing on me. Right? <laughs> anyway, it's Matthew 5. Let's go to Matthew 5. <laughs> uh, I, so, so, so we have this, 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 this culture, um, and, and I've been having some good conversations with people. And, and my nephew's sharp, so he was just, just giving me some, you know, some good insight as he's trying to grow through it. He says, man, we just don't. We're, this is what he said. This is not what I said. So when you see this, I'm, took, I'm taking all your stuff. He said, he said, you know what? He says, I'm just watching. He said, and I got caught up in it too. He said, I'm watching. He said, they're glorifying, glorifying things we do sexually. He says, but now I'm a, I've been around long enough to see the results. He said, all the stuff that they're telling us is okay is destroying our lives. But we'll ignore the pain, right? 
We'll, okay, we won't ignore the pain. We'll feel the pain, but we won't triangulate it back to what caused it. We would ne- we'll never say, I should have never been in this type of relationship. We'll go, nah, it wasn't a relationship. They're just tripping. Right? No, it was. Like, 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 you see what I'm saying? Like, so what he was saying is, all these things that they tell us is okay, it's tearing us apart. Basically, he was saying it's been tearing me apart. But they told me it was okay. That's not a big deal. Right? Nobody's drawing a line in the sand. It's like, ah, oh. this is what he said. He said, they're telling us now, man, do whatever you want to do. It's okay. Don't let nobody tell you what to do. Do whatever you want to do. So, oh, I said, we'll use last, was last, last week was Sunday after fast week? Was that last week? Man, it seems like so much has happened between last Sunday. Like, I just seemed like it was months ago. Um, so, so, so we had a conversation just, you know, just flowing. And so let's say if the Spirit's flowing and somebody says, well, the Spirit led me. Okay, so Vanessa says the Spirit led me. Tanya says the Spirit led me. And LaBarbera says the Spirit led me. Uh, Janera says the Spirit led her. Uh, uh, Joe says the Spirit led her. You know how that's going to look? What did you say? I said, Joe, her. I apologize. Him. See how stupid that's? No, I'm just. <laughs> but but if, if everybody led, you know how it's going to look in here? Chaos. Because suppose both people believe they led to do the same thing. Now what's going to happen? But God told me. But God told me. But God told me. So the Spirit's flowing. Are we going to have an argument? That's why. We do things decent and in order. No, no, we don't do things decent and in bondage. See, see, some people have converted protocol into bondage. As their leg up to say, I know the protocol and you're not doing it that way and get yourself together. No, it's not for bondage. Even the, even the, the, uh, the rules in the Bible is, is not for bondage. It's not, for, it's not as much for pre- prevention as it is for protection. When you see something as prevention, you're going to try to break out. It's for protection. It's keeping, when you tell your, when y'all child get older, don't go on the street. Is it mostly for prevention or protection? You're trying to protect your child from getting hit by that car, right? Some of y'all do that with your dogs, right? (laughs) Right? Hey, Fufu, don't go out there. You're going to hit by the car. And the dog's like, oh, my bad. (laughs) No, you better yank that chain, right? (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? And so, so that's what it is. It's, 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 it's <laughs> La Barbara, <laughs> La Barbara, come back. Right? So, so, so what we were saying is you just can't be all over the place. Right? Right? So God has an order. He has laws set up to keep us, or the scripture says in Matthew 7, uh, 13, narrow is the way that leads to life and peace. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. That doesn't change because everybody said you can do whatever you want. So that means they're saying go to Broadway. That leads to destruction. And people experience the destruction, but they're so in denial, they go, oh, no, that, that, that had nothing to do with the Broadway. That had nothing to do with that. Yes, it did. Be honest with yourself. Make a mistake and learn from it. Don't justify it and keep trying to fix it and keep making a worse and worse mistake. That's called insanity. Right? So the laws were set up to help. So now we're in this culture. 
I'm going to use the Christian culture here, not just the world. The Christian culture is, hey, you know, we're under grace. We ain't under the law. It's talking about the ceremonial laws where you, um, again, we talked about this before, where you had to bring your, your lambs, your turtle doves and stuff like that to the brazen altar and slain, they slain the altar, you know, we go through this in baptism, and then you, you, they cleanse the stench. Well, that's atonement for your sins. Well, Jesus died for that. So we don't have to do the ceremonial law. There's nothing we can do to atone ourselves. Jesus did that. But that doesn't exempt you from the moral law. You still got to live morally. Well, people just merged it all into one. Hey, hey, we're not under law, we're under grace. Okay, so that's your opinion, Pastor Keith. No, it's not. Let's read the scripture. Now, this, my heading in, in, in this Bible says, teaching about the law, right? And so, verse 17, think not that I, have, I am come to destroy the law. He just said it right there. Is, that the, is this in the Old Testament or the New Testament? New Testament. He says, think not that I have come to destroy the law just in case you got to twist it or the prophets. <laughs> Right? He says, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill the law. This is Jesus we're talking about. It says, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till it be fulfilled. It says, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these, one of the least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness ex shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Guess it's not one saved, always saved then. And I guess it's not, we're exempt from the law. This is in red letters in my Bible. Jesus said that. He said, I came to fulfill the law. And what he was basically saying is, even some of the laws that may be more moral, they flipped them into bondage so you guys would pay penance. So let me, let, I'm going to come and show you how this is supposed to be exacted or applied, right? So, 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 so when I'm, when, that's why we're drawing a line in the sand. We're not throwing away God's law, right? Think about, would you be instructed to lay hold on eternal life if it was just given, once saved, always saved? Why do you even need that? Why do you got to lay hold on it? I accept Jesus, I'm in. Right? But it's, it, uh, it's 1, Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 12. But it's, it's, it's not easy to maintain and to stay rooted. That's why. Why would you be asked to press toward the mark? Why, 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 why bother? We just accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. As a matter of fact, that would be all. That's the only, we only need Romans 10, 9 and 10. We don't need no other Bible. Except Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. That's it. That's it. And, and you win. Do whatever you want to do. Did, did you accept Jesus? Man, go ahead, man. Do whatever you want to do. That doesn't even make sense. You wouldn't need to press. Right? Why would you put in the Bible, be not weary and well-doing, but in due season you'll reap if you faint not, if you don't give up? Why, why would even that be a consideration? Galatians 6, 9. Because I don't really need to worry about giving up or not. I've already accepted Jesus. I'm good. 
Why would I have to do well? Why, why is doing well important? I don't need to accept Jesus, right? I mean, the scriptures is talking to us, but it's like we, we don't want, sometimes I don't think we want to pay, uh, pay attention. The scripture talks about people are damned in unrighteousness in 2 Timothy 2.12. You can just write it down. Right? Titus 3.11 says we condemn ourselves, even though we blame God for it. So you can condemn yourself. So, so the reality is this. Uh, let's, let's look at Acts 13. We got about a few minutes here, and then we're done for today. Right? And so just drawing a line in the sand is not a, a condemnation message. It's an awakening message so we can get the benefits of this life. Right? So, so I think about this, and, and I'm saying this respectfully because some of y'all are going to probably be a little bothered by what I'm about to say. Um, some, sometimes religion, they talk about the Bible, they talk about doctrines, but mostly it's leaning on make sure you do these protocols. So most people feel if I just do the protocols and please the people that are in authority, I'm good. So, so, so people coming into the church, instead of growing in a, a, a solid relationship with Christ, they just, you know, we talk about this in Bible school, they just want to get favor with man. And so, so they're doing what they did at home. I just want to be compliant. Right? And, and so you, you, we, they cheat, you cheat yourselves from the relationship with God. Ed was talking about that today in um, uh, the, uh, discipleship class. You know, having daily time with God. Well, as long as I'm compliant, why would I need to spend time with God? As long as they don't move me up at the church and I got a position. But, but how many deacons you seen outside the church smoking? See, there you go judging them. I just asked you how many deacons you've seen outside the church smoking. That's what I asked. I'm about to get to the judgment part. <laughs> see, see, my point is, if you read through what the Bible says a deacon is supposed to be, there's a certain level of discipline. Right? That's what the Bible says, not Keith. So I have every right to expect a deacon to be what the Bible says. Otherwise, turn in your deaconship. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but see, some cultures, it ain't a deacon plan off of the Bible. It's a deacon plan off of how much they tithe, how much dues they pay, and we've been cool since high school. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like what are we doing? Right? So, so again, there's a, there's a standard. That's all I'm saying. There's a standard. That's all. Don't get mad at Deacon, Deacon Bob. So Acts 13, uh, 13, 39. 38. 37. It says, uh, it says, but he whom God raised again saw no corruption. It says, be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, right? And it says, and by him, we're talking Christ, all that believe are justified from all things, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. So our eternal salvation is justified by Christ, not the law of Moses. Our eternal salvation. We're not talking about our, our, our morality, right? So your daily communion 
hit your daily communion with him. Okay, so our eternal salvation is our opportunity to live daily in Christ. So he did his part to, to, to get us in. The daily communion with him is on us. To daily be in his presence, to stay in harmony, to stay in agreement, to, to uh, uh, Galatians 6.20, to be buried or die with him, to be resurrected with him, that's on us. He gave us access, now it's on us to maintain that access, right? Uh, uh, Matthew 24, 13 through 15, I'm just going to summarize. It says, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. It didn't say he that just accepted him that one time. He that endures to the end shall be saved. I guess the kids are outside now. <laughs> um, uh, Matthew 24, that was 13 through 15, dropped down to 44. And... For the sake of time, we'll probably close out with this, this passage. Uh, so I'm reading the Amplified. It says, you also must be ready, therefore, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. It says, who then is the faithful, thoughtful, and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household to give to others the food and supplies at the proper time? Blessed, which means happy, fortunate, and to be envied, Right, is that servant whom when his master comes, he will find so doing. He will find him doing. I solemnly declare to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is delayed and is going to be gone a long time and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken, it says, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour which he is not aware and will punish him, cut him up by scourging and put him with the pretenders. That's the hypocrites. And then it says, look, look this is how it closes out. It says, there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. What is that talking about? Hell. This is a parable. We've been given God's people to steward over and to feed them what they need at the proper time. But if we delay, ah, nah, I'll get to that, and, 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 and he shows up and finds us just hanging out, getting drunk with everybody, when we're supposed to be serving everybody, it says that person is going to be punished and end up in hell. I'm, I'm not trying to do fire and brimstone. I'm just trying to read the scripture that we read around. And so this, this, is a, this is our closing thought. A reaper isn't a guaranteed keeper. A reaper isn't a guaranteed keeper. So you may reap the opportunity for eternity, salvation, and some benefits of God, but it ain't no guarantee you're going to keep it. You have to uh, present yourself as a living sacrifice, holding acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12, 1. You have to meditate on the word day and night, do all that's written therein, then shall you make your way prosperous, then shall you have good success. Joshua 1, 8. Right? 
And then, and, and don't challenge yourself with, I haven't been able to do this, so why bother? No, the scripture says, be confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work and you will perform it into the day of Christ Jesus. He just needs us to yield, Philippians 1.6. And Philippians 2 says he'll work in you to willing to do his good pleasure. First Thessalonians says he'll call you. Now, he'll not only call you, but he'll also do it through you. But if I call you, come and yield. And then let me use your vessel for what I fearfully and wonderfully made it for. Psalm 139, 14. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so, 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 in one breath, can I do this? In another breath, I need to do this. In another breath, I need help to do this. Right? But we all can do it. You see what I'm saying? Some people just need to be woken up. Some people need to step up. Some people need to be helped up but we all can do it, right? But the thing is, it has to start somewhere. And we always say, when you hear a message is challenging, set it as a target. Very few people are gonna walk on water after they heard the truth. Some may. Very few people will actually get instantaneous healing. It is possible. But some people, their faith, when they did those tent meetings back in the day, they taught them for two weeks. So, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, so, they, so it increased their faith to believe for the healing. And then when the atmosphere was set, healing was popping, popping all over the place. A lot of times you hear about, the, and you read the books about all the healings, but you don't realize there was some work done. They did the same thing Jesus did. Jesus comes to the town, he see all these people sick. He healed some people. One town he said he couldn't do many mighty works so they didn't believe, his hometown. It said he went about preaching and teaching. He created an atmosphere. He was like, oh, these people just... They don't have faith. So I got I to gotta feed them nourishment for that measure of faith in them to be resurrected up. Because faith comes, resurrects by hearing. Right? I got to teach them love because faith works by love. Right? I got to let them know that this is not something that just in this one moment. But you can have this your whole life because it just shall live by faith. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's, we're making it harder. Uh, we was having this conversation about working out. I'm 60, but I keep learning stuff about working out. Some stuff I wish I'd have known already. You know, that I broke my Matella because of the, I grew up in the Rocky era, you know, running in weight jackets because, you know, I wanted to jump out the sky. So I was running and all that. So finally, my Matella couldn't take it. That thing popped, shot up to my leg. This was back in 2000. But the interesting thing is, if I knew what I knew now, like, I don't even, I'm good. You know, I had surgery. They, they wired my, my, my patella together, and they sewed my tendon together back in 2000. But I, I'm, I'm running, I'm balling, I'm, I'm, I'm stronger lifting my legs than I've ever been in my life. Right? Because I know more. And I'm not, man, listen, I, I work out. I bench such and such. Man, I, I ain't that guy. So what do I need to do? And then I realized this guy was showing me, I, that day he had me lifting like 330-something. I had never did that in my life. But he was showing me how to do it right. And when he started talking and he explained, because if you do it this way, it's going to mess up your shoulders. I said, that's why my shoulders hurt so much. I'm, I'm lifting wrong. And then I watched a little different core stuff. I never did. I, I mean, I did sit-ups. But I'm talking about core stuff, balance stuff. You know, I'm doing all types of stuff. But... 
Why? Because I'm open to find out what I don't know. And some of us are lifting stuff that we should just, just fly off of us. We're carrying weight that we, the scripture says, lay aside every weight and the sin is so easy to That you can just get rid of real, real, real easy. Listen to the fundamentals. Let go of the tradition and the religion and the stuff like that. Keep the stuff that's right in line with God. Get rid of the stuff that's kept you bound. You ain't even moving because, oh, I don't know, can, can we do that? Can we do that according to the protocols? We can't. Then stop. Hey, put yourself in a position where you, you, you can be told you did that wrong. You know something? You're going to learn a whole lot more than just sitting back. I'm not moving to a safe. Because in the culture you was at, nobody moved. Some of that stuff was so you could be controlled. Don't get mad. It's the truth, right? Some of it is control. I need to keep you less than so I'm always more than and you need me. But, but in God's environment, how is it that when you come into the house, everyone has a word, everyone has a doctrine, this, that, and the other. That's why Fast Week, we all teach. That's why around here, everybody done share. Forty-something people throughout a whole year, every year. Why? Because people got gifts. And sometimes your gift is out of order. That's not a bad thing. Now you learn how to use it in order. Right? Didn't we have that conversation? All right. Somebody behind the scenes, I can't believe he, he allowed that because the person really was, had the presence of God on them. I ain't stupid. I can see God. So off to the side, hey, this is what you want to do the next time so you can stay in the flow. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? That's how we flowing. But we ain't moving. And, and I had this conversation with a family member. I said, listen, man, how about this? Practice messing up. Not, not purposely messing up. Putting yourself in a situation where you might mess up. So now you can learn. But this safe stuff is not faith stuff. The just shall live by faith, not by safe. You see what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing now? And around here, it's a refuge. I have not lost my mind. I'm not losing my mind, period. You know, <laughs> take that back, you know. Scratch that scenario. Uh, but what I'm saying is, like, it is, it's just addressed. And you're given wisdom to what to do after. Don't like it? Listen, uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to use you, Ty. Can I use you? I was about to use you anyway. So, so, so I had a conversation with him, an usher conversation. This is what I said. I need you to be anointed enough to, to see what's needed so I don't have to think about that. Now you're rolling like an armor bearer in your spot. I need you to already see what the pattern of the music is so I don't have to say nothing. I don't want to keep saying anything. I don't want to be needed for music at all, right? But I'm okay with serving music until we get there. But I want people to be growing their anointing so they go, oh, I already know how... Oh, I see what's happening here. I know what's happening before it's going to happen. Because, like, uh, last week, Ty put people in place. He said, hey, I need you in place in case the spirit moves. That's what I'm talking about. As opposed to me go, I'm preaching. I stopped the preaching. Hey, get in place. The spirit might be moving. What does that look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, we're all gifted. If we showed up, prayed up, we're going to flow. But we show up out of that stupor from last night. 
I got to dig through so much stuff just to get your attention. Well, do you come ready? Like, I got to come ready. If I don't come ready, y'all going to be like, really? This was a message today? I could have stayed home for this, bro. I could watch this online. Probably would fall asleep on this mess. I got to get on my face. Pray. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if, I, if, it's, if somebody got a shower, birthday party. I still got to be ready. Like, you ain't going, hey, bro, I understand you was with us all night, man. You was up all night with that counseling, which I was all day yesterday. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Listen, listen. Hey, everybody ain't always going to be on their game, bro. You know what I'm saying? You had to deal with a lot. No, y'all don't do that. Y'all don't do that. My life is at stake. You better bring it. Guess what? My life is at stake. You better bring it. Oh, and they, they don't know, no, we're a body. This is the heir's family. Oh, y'all ain't, y'all, y'all ain't getting me. Making me feel like I'm all, it's all on me. No, it's all on us. <laughs> yeah, so you, let, uh, so I'm going to use Trina now. I'm just, I'm just using people. So, so in the early years, Trina and I have been around for like, what, 10 years now? Or 10 years. So in the early years, Trina's like, well, you know, I, I know you don't talk like this, but just for effect, okay? Well, <laughs> well you, know, um, you know, I just want to, uh, you know, for the spirit to move. And I just, you know, just think of the spirit move. And so, so I said, if you remember, I said, well, well Trina, is, is a combination of things. Yes, we have to be at a certain place of anointing. I said, but y'all do too. I said, it's, 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 it's pulling and pouring. So when people come in with expectations, listen, that's why fast weeks are so powerful. Do you see the atmosphere that we had? You know why it's so powerful? Because not everybody... I'm talking to you. Not everybody's fasting during fast week. But we have more people fasting than just me and Pastor Mel. Right? So, and people come expecting. Oh, you remember this. Remember when fast week would be during the week? Maybe a Wednesday, you have a pretty good crowd, but during the week, it would be twos and fews. Remember that? All types of people come to fast week during the week now. The anointing is higher. You know why? More people pulling on it. So why are you out there chilling, saying, well, what's the difference? The difference is not just what you can get, it's what you can give. You're a part of keeping the atmosphere the way it needs to be so that person that walked through the door can get what they need, too, because they're going to say that was God, not just good information. You understand what I'm saying? That's why we got to draw a line in the sand. Man, listen, I'm not into the whole... Is this right? Is this wrong? Is that best for what's needed for God's people? The reason why you're running from family because you ain't anointed. And the reason why you're not anointed because you just, you saved. That's it. I ain't say no names, so if you get offended, yes, I'm talking about you. You just saved. Whoopsie doo. You get going in by yourself? So it's going to be, they're going to show on the video screen all the people that's complaining that you didn't tell them the truth? We got to be anointed. Listen, Jesus walked in the temple, the unclean spirit got up and said, hey, whoa, 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 was it my time? Jesus never said, hey, this unclean spirit up in this piece. He didn't say nothing. He was something. That anointing was so thick, his authority was so powerful The unclean spirit couldn't sit still. Is that happening in our families? 
See, we're magnifying the negative as opposed to getting anointed to change it. The anointing is the burn-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. Burdens and yokes can't be around that. Instead of us, man, they, they selfish. They're always manipulating. How about always anointing, being anointed? So people come up out of stupors. Like, like literally, we was in a, we was in a uh, counseling session in Ohio, a, a marriage session. All we did was walk in and sit down, start talking a little bit. The guy was sitting there. <laughs> a, 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 a demon was coming out of him while we were sitting there. I didn't, I cast out that demon in the name of Jesus. I didn't even know what was in there. I, see, I don't be lying to y'all. I ain't, know, I ain't feel nothing, didn't know nothing. I'm just minding my own business. My wife didn't go, babe. We probably got to have a cast out demon sister in here. No, we did not. We just showed up. I told you people come up to the altar, receive their healing. I ain't feel nothing. I don't need to feel. I need to faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things I need. I don't need to feel anything. That's natural. I need to act in faith. Okay, we, we, we ministering. I don't know what this is. But we, we're ministering uh, Sunday. And so we, uh, we do the altar call. And we do what we normally do. I'm done with the sermon. And she will tell you, it seems like it happens like that all the time. You know, we was in uh, Waysboro. We was in Toledo. I'm done. People was excited about the word. I'm good, right? You was in Waysboro, right? I'm done. It's over as far as I'm concerned. Call all the call for prayer. I'm just want to pray for people. That's what we did Sunday. And Lily over here, use you too. You thought I was going to be on this side. She comes up, and so she's sharing vulnerably and transparency. That's one of the next messages coming up. Transparent heart, vulnerable heart. So she was sharing. The Holy Spirit I'm minding my own business. Let her finish sharing. We get the, and, and, and what I try to do is absorb so I have all the prayers in me. So I can just pray the prayers without always referencing. Sometimes I'm so spaced, I ain't even paying attention. I'm like, so, so what's the next thing? Most of the time, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. So I just try to receive. I don't try to remember. I try to receive. And the Holy Spirit brings it back to my remembrance. That's what I was doing while you was, you was doing. And the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. I need you to go over there and lay hands on that person's head. So I went around her. <laughs> Not, I, I, I ain't make no show. Hey, the, the anointing is about to flow. I ain't do nothing. I didn't get a personal warning. It wasn't no people falling out. Now the person, no. All I did was lay my hands on that person's head. Obedient. That's all I did. I ain't feel nothing. Person hit the floor. Then he told me to pray for, I think, Lou or somebody. He told me, and, and before you know it, now... Because of the demand and what's being poured out by faith, the atmosphere got charged up. Oh, so now, now I, I definitely sense what's going on now. But, but uh, with all the respect to you, she was sharing. Holy Spirit said, whisper in your wife's ear, cut her off, and lay hands on her. Right? She said she, she, she got what she was supposed to get. But that wasn't like me that was God. And everybody here has the ability, but you got to draw a line in the sand and set yourself apart. Now, listen, you don't have to worry about getting bored. It's always something to look forward to when, you, when you're in anointing. It's always something to look forward to when the power of God's operating. 
Stuff starts showing up at your house. People start doing stuff. You're like, you talking about for me? Oh, yeah, for you. These things are happening because you always got, and then that pressures you to want to be in his presence more. Oh, because now you're like, oh, my God, I don't know what happened just today, but I want to make sure I'm ready. So you press in his presence more. But it all started because you took a step of faith. And that all started because you decided to draw a line in the sand. And I, listen, the difference in a lot of situations, I'm not more anointed than none of, of y'all. I just decided I already lived that life. I don't need to visit. I, I don't need no closure. I don't need to check and see if everything's still there. It's all still there. It's all still there. It's like it was still in the 90s. It's still there. Like it's still in the 80s. People still doing stuff. Like they're in the 80s. It ain't going nowhere. I don't need it. So what I decided is I was all in. Listen, I was all in. I, I, I told you I almost died. Not because I put a noose around my neck. Because I took every, my philosophy was whatever drug you have, we're doing that day. All my boys knew, hey, hey, tomorrow's not promised. I, I, I don't even know if that's a, that, that was a scripture or not. I just like, well, I always heard tomorrow's not promised. Now I'm using something that people were saying religiously for the world. Tomorrow's not promise. We're doing all this today. Yeah, but we're going to do all of it. We, 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 we smoking all the coke. We smoking all the weed. We, 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 we taking all. I took Snoopy's and acid, THC, co cocaine. Um, what else I had that day? Drunk, Kiafa, smoke weed. I did it all in the same day. And I did it all in a short period of time. I didn't even spread it out. First of all, just the, the masculine was enough. I took the Snoopy too. Spinning around in the club for hours. Pour the, uh, 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 pouring a, a, ice, a picture of ice down my pants, I still didn't wake up. Right? I sniffed a whole box of smelling sauce. Not, you know, the things you put on your ammonia. I, sniff, I sniffed up a whole box and didn't wake up. What I'm trying to tell you is I, I did it to extremes. So I'm going to come to the kingdom and have to do it? Is your kingdom life close to matching the investment you made when you was in the world? I'm just saying. Why'd you sign on? The devil gets more of you than God? See, that's not me putting nobody down. That's not me tripping. That's you thinking. I'm getting played, man. Man, I'm getting played. I ain't even getting the benefits of what it took me years to commit to. Oh, I ain't the one. See all that? I ain't the one because somebody talking to you? Say that to the devil. I used to tell the kids that all the time. And man, man, Mr. Bradley's like, oh, you ain't trying to punk the devil like that, so don't talk to me crazy. When I see you start talking to the devil like you're trying to talk to me, okay, then, then, then it's acceptable. But the devil just, just run up in your house. Man, shut up. Sleeping in your house, sitting on your couch, putting the TV on the channel he wants you to watch. But if I come in your house and put it on the Cowboys, you're going to get mad. But the devil don't put it. I ain't nobody, I ain't nobody ask you. <laughs> Let's not talk about green and white. But anyway. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, but you see the point? You ain't having that, are you? And you're justified. Oh, bro, what you doing with the TV? Oh, well, my man. Go to your house and watch the cowboy. Did you tell the devil that? Go to your house and watch porn. Yo, my man. Yo, 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 what you doing? Man, 
man, I rebuke you. Get up out of here. Because you got that power. The devil can't stay around you. But he has to convince you that you have no power. He like the little Milan uh, dragon. It's just a shadow. It's not a big dragon. It's just a shadow. It's not a real wizard. It's just somebody behind the curtain. Playing us like puppets. All right, let's stand to your feet. That was extra. <laughs> that was extra.